0: To be honest with you, automatics off-road, I think, are absolutely terrible. And I know yes. that people right now are yelling at the
1: radio. They're like, oh, my God, Chuck, you know, get to the 19th century. Go after yourself. Nexen Tire USA. We got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and on the rides of many of the hosts here. The Nexen Tire Rhodian MTX at NexenTireUSA.com. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is Who it? Right, right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster?
2: Yeehaw! The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. One in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big name brands every month. This isn't gonna be stickers, hats, and t shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your jeep build in a big
1: way so listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the jeep talk show's biggest
2: giveaways ever the jeep talk show is the official podcast of toledo jeep fest the toledo jeep fest is coming up the weekend of august 12th and it is an incredible jeep event you don't want to miss go to toledojeepfest.com for more information
3: you're listening to a four x four radio network podcast.
0: The Jeep Talk shows the official Jeep podcast of Mister Vander Quack Quack Quack. <laughs> Keep listening for weekly updates about Mister Vander Quack 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 and his mission to help Quack. <laughs> and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to MrVanderQuack.com. That's M-R-VanderQuack.com.
3: <laughs> Are you ready? It's the G-Dog Show. With Wendy.
1: There will be body damage. Josh. I like making people laugh. That's, it's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: And Johnny. I mean, that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And Brace Yourself. Ah, yes, you need to brace yourself. It's something that we like to say, you know. It's, uh, what is it? It's called Irish foreplay. Brace yourself. So, uh, we want you to go out there and brace yourself. Actually, brace other people uh, by telling them to put... Hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag Giveaways uh, on all of their social media podcast uh, podcast social media posts, and you need to do that as well. We would really appreciate a little uh, you know a little something for the fun and information that you get here on the show. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about real Jeeps. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> glad you found this trail jeeper i'm josh and on this episode of the jeep talk show i'll be going over the details surrounding a massive safety probe into jeep i've got a safe a story rather of an old man and some road flares and it doesn't end the way you think it might now check this out will this jeep new jeep product take over the two-wheeled off-road world well we'll find out and later i've got a little piece of armor you didn't know that you needed
0: And I'm Chuck, and I'm back, mostly just to give Josh and Tony a hard time about not owning real Jeeps, or owning Jeeps, but not really wheeling them, or, gosh, owning a Jeep and not fixing it and letting it sit in the garage forever. It's going to (laughs) rust. It's depressed with all the rain there.
2: I'm Tony, and I can't find the words to express how much we like hearing from you. It's one—not you, Chuck. It's one thing to see the download numbers, but completely different— when you uh, take the time to reach out to us. I mean, it is, it, and, and I don't like to talk for everybody here, but I believe I'm, I'm speaking for Chuck, uh, Josh, and Wendy. It's just so great when you call in a voicemail or send us an email. It's, it, you, like I said, you can look at the download numbers, but when we get something from somebody that takes the time to reach out to us, it really means a lot. So just thank you for being a listener
1: local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA as some people call it, has announced this week that it's beginning investigations into the 2014 to 2020 Jeep Cherokee after receiving 80 complaints from Cherokee owners regarding problems with the electronic parking brake. The problem appears to be that the brake may activate while the Jeep is moving, which causes the vehicle to stall and stop, and that could be a bad thing. According to the reports and documentation from repair invoices, the NHTSA is theorizing that at this point, water may be leaking in, causing damage to the electronic parking brake module. The NHTSA Office of Defects Investigation noted that a previous recall in 2015 of nearly 100,000 2014-2015 to 2015 Jeep Cherokees addressed issues with the power liftgate module being damaged by water leakage as well, noting in the current documents that the liftgate and brake modules are located in a similar area of the vehicle. An estimated 1, 341, some odd, thousand Cherokee vehicles could be involved, and the investigation is currently at the, quote-unquote, preliminary evaluation stage. One example of a consumer complaint found on the NHTSA recall website reads, While driving on a four-lane highway at 65 miles per hour, the vehicle partially lost power and would not accelerate, upshift, or downshift. The brake lights started flashing along with many other lights in the dash, including the check engine light. I don't know why that person had an accent, but they did in my head. The owner of this Cherokee also reported being shown the parking brake module, the Jeep, by a mechanic, and was informed that water had indeed seeped into the system, leaving the electronic parking brake module corroded and malfunctioning. For now, the NHTSA has not called for the Cherokee to be recalled for the brake issue, and there are no reports of accidents or injuries. But if somebody you know owns or any year of, or trim for that matter, of Jeep Cherokee, please let them know about this issue, direct them to this episode, and they can also check the NHTSA Recalls website for updates the link to which we will have in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow,
0: water water is an amazing conductor of electricity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really it's funny is. How that works You can out. just like figure out where the electricity is supposed to go. It would be great.
2: <laughs> if it was a smart water <laughs> is, is what we need. Oh, I think there is smart water out there. You know, there I just want to make sure that everybody understands this isn't the Cherokee God's Gift to Mankind, the XJ. That's this is the a, one that came afterwards. It's not a G-
1: that's not it. No, Jeep. no. It's, it's the 2014 to 2020 Jeep Cherokees and, and pretty much all trim That's levels uh, there within. WJ? So, That's, uh, I is think that it's a WJ? WK, I think, is what it is on, on these. No, the uh, WJ is was, a is uh, is generation of Grand Cherokee. Yeah, Grand Cherokee. Well, are you mad, bro? His name is Dewey R. Fredericks, and this man may be a hero <laughs> or he may be a villain. And by the end of the story, you'll have made up your mind. In 1986, Dewey bought a Jeep from a Fort Wayne, Indiana, O'Daniel dealership back in, well, 1986, which apparently had a bad motor in it. It was the bane of Dewey's existence for 30 years, and the dealership refused to make things right. Well, that's Dewey's story, at least, and he's sticking to it. That's why the 79-year-old man used road flares to torch three Jeeps at one O'Daniel lot and a Pontiac convertible at another, causing nearly $75,000 worth of damage over the course of the early morning hours of July 17th it was time for the chickens to return to roost he said in a recorded interview with police surveillance cameras picked up dewey frederick driving a 2002 white chevy s10 four-door pickup truck to one o daniel lot at about 1 a.m on july 17th once there dewey walked around a 2019 jeep compass on the lot stopped on the passenger side opened the fuel door and placed the burning end of a road flare into the fuel tube several moments oh, later man. i'm pretty sure you can guess what happened the jeep oh. compass was completely engulfed in flames The fire became so intense it ignited a 2013 and a 2020 Jeep Cherokee Limited parked on each side of the Compass. Dewey then drove to a different O'Daniel lot where he took a knife and cut an opening in the roof of a 2008 Pontiac Solstice convertible. As he had done previously, a road flare was lit and dropped into the opening. You can guess what happened from there. All vehicles were a total loss. Upon his arrest, and oh yes, he most certainly was arrested, Dewey Frederick told investigators that he was upset that he did not get to see the fires happen. Being the nice and friendly types of cops that they were, and not the beating and tasing kind, they actually showed him the surveillance videos. He even identified himself as the one in the white pickup truck, and when he saw the Jeep on fire, according to court documents, he said, Oh, that fucker was really cooking, wasn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He was disappointed that the other vehicles did not burn like the first Jeep did, showing no remorse for his actions. In his deposition, Dewey admitted that shortly after he purchased the Jeep in 1986, he went to an O'Daniel lot and placed Loctite and superglue in the door locks of several cars on the lot. Frederick is facing four preliminary counts of level four felony arson after being arrested last Friday. Frederick was released on his own recognizance, but is being monitored by Allen County court officials. He's due back in court later this week. You think he'll go? I don't know. It's kind of 50-50, I'm pretty sure.
2: but uh, If he does, he'll show up with road flares. <laughs> I'd say that's 100%. You're playing with fire, Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't so know. Josh, I-
2: Nobody loves fake remorse more, more than I do, though. So it's, it's a shame he didn't have any.
0: Yeah, Chuck. I'm going to talk to mom tomorrow morning. Uh, he has the same last name as I do. So, I'm going to make sure that you're not talking shit about my family, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> this sounds like something might, somebody from your family would Dewey. do. <laughs> well, I mean, his language
1: is right up the alley. I mean, that right, oh, that's right there. Really
0: <laughs> Hang on, shoot.
1: <laughs> now, do you you have family in Fort Wayne, Indiana? No, I don't have any family. I'm just giving no. you shit. <laughs> that would be funny. All, oh, that's... <laughs> Holy shit, that's Uncle I remember him from two yeah, years ago. now Uncle years ago. A
4: scrimmy, man.
2: So the uh, by the way guys the uh, the Jeep Cherokee uh, two letter designator is the KL.
4: Oh, uh, that's in, really not a Jeep.
2: As in
0: Klondike. Well, <laughs> lateral damage I think that's with C but
1: <laughs> So could this thing replace the motorbike on the back of your Jeep or on trails that uh, parallel your Jeep trails? And the name is Quiet Cat, and they're a company that was founded by twin brothers Jake and Justin Roach in Eagle, Colorado back in 2012 to build and sell what they believe are the best all-terrain electric bikes in the world. From the beginning, Quiet Cat has built e-bikes that are designed for off-road use specifically, the long-term plan being to replace internal combustion quad and trail bikes wherever possible, (laughs) allowing hunters, (laughs) anglers, and explorers to move almost silently through the wilderness. What could... Possibly go wrong, right? (laughs) Something else that goes three miles (laughs) off-road. Well, now the company is now leading the all-terrain bike industry. Their bikes are sold through over 300 retail partners, including Cabela's, Shields, Camping World, and Bass Pro Shops. The Jeep Fat Tire E-Bike is one of Quiet Cat's more popular models, doubtless helped along by Jeep's brand name Awareness, of course. The model was designed to offer the best possible off-road ability, living up to that decades-old Jeep reputation. The bike has a rugged frame with load capacity of 300 pounds and an integrated rear pannier pack, uh, rack rather, for hauling gear. It's offered in three different sizes, allowing each rider to get a bike best suited for their physical height. A four-bar linkage FireLink suspension system is fitted in the rear, with a pair of te- pair of telescopic forks up front. The bike is also fitted with a CS with CST 26 by 4.8 inch fat tires to help soak up rough terrain. And if the fat tire look isn't your thing, well, that's okay. The frame is designed so that you can switch to a 29-inch standard mountain bike tire set if you, if you prefer. Both the 750 and 1000-watt versions of the bike are available with the 1000-watt version capable of up to 1500 watts of peak performance and 118 foot-pounds of torque. Power is provided by either the pedals, the electric motor, or both working together. Electric-only range is 58 miles, and that's over varied terrain, not pavement. And the bike has an SRAM 9-speed drivetrain to make scaling any incline easy. The lithium-ion battery pack is fitted into the main downtube of the frame, and it's quickly removable, which makes recharging easier and range-extending possible by just carrying an extra battery pack. The MSRP is around $7,500, and although that's not cheap, it is in line with current pricing for a high-end downhill mountain bike. But of course, those don't come with motors and battery packs.
2: Well, the good thing is it's not uh, small like a bicycle where you could just steal it and not have to spend $7,500 uh, for you to have your very own.
1: Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think
0: this thing would on the back of a Bronco.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really.
0: That, when I see this, I see Bronco Sport just right in front of it, man. Like I really do.
2: But That's but, but that would be a bad thing, Chuck, because it would be crushed or part of the bike would be crushed because Broncos get rear-ended. <laughs> <laughs> broncos do get rear-ended a lot yeah chuck's got a buddy <laughs> that has a brand new bronco that got got rear-ended
0: <laughs> yeah two weeks old ruined he waited like 15 and a half years to get the piece of crap and then it got ruined it's uh it's, <laughs> it's matt great. right matt is the the one that owns it chris chris so I, my buddy chris that came down to the second annual yeah talk show, that he, was, fall. he was in yeah, the back
2: he, seat we were helping us talk shit about uh chuck as we were uh, getting ready to leave
0: the <laughs> the oh, second yeah, annual you know.
1: jeep fest no i hung out with him at the airport for, for a little while we oh that's lunch right that's right
0: yeah. yeah he had his bronco for like two or three weeks and then sent me a picture
1: 55 miles
0: an hour he was stopped oh, and he
2: got oh hammered. damn
1: dude you you sometimes don't walk away from those kinds of crashes actually it looked pretty good for that kind of impact wow. right i said do you, you think they're going to total it he goes i don't know <laughs>
0: He's just lost oh, the God. will to live. God. So, he goes, so he is going to he, replace it with a Jeep, right? Because
2: Jeeps never get rear-ended. At, at this point, he has to. <laughs> <And> like,
0: <laughs> I have been trying to get him to do it, and he's an engineer for Ford. So he's like, I, I can't. Well, he's you got know, something he's else got he can
2: it. drive to work, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: He, so he helped build
1: Ford Festiva <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Well, I don't know. for 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 a, for a bike that's capable of fifty eight miles, oh, that's over, rough, over rough terrain. I mean, that's that's yeah. more than the Jeep 4xe can put, put down <laughs> yes. on, on a good day. So, <laughs> and the tires are uh, bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, th- so this this battery is supposed go to be able. The frame right here? What's yeah, that yeah? It essentially goes that, in the in the, the main battery- down tube there. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you could actually, put, I wonder how much that weighs, because you could put one of those in a in a small backpack or something. That's or exactly what something. I'm
1: saying, or hell, even zip tie it to the to the main, uh, you know, the crossbar uh, there, I, but um, I mean, yeah, any number of ways. So imagine that, you get 116 miles uh, with two batteries. I'd uh, be able to go I, out, you know, 50 some odd miles out into the woods, and then 50 some odd miles back uh, with two I different battery packs. T- sure, so, yeah.
0: you know, I I don't, it, I don't it, know. You could get uh, out of jail free, Rick, you know? I mean, (laughs) really, you throw that in the back of your Jeep, and if something happens, you're like, oh, no big deal. I can just get out of this trail, you know, go and get out to a cell phone range or whatever, call your buddies with the tow truck or parts, and then you can actually go back in and fix your rig if you go by yourself.
1: 58 miles, that's damn near halfway back home for me. (laughs) How (laughs) how long is the Rubicon? Eight. Oh, yeah. Eight miles. It's not very many miles. So you can run out, get
0: snacks, come back, wait, go get more snacks, come back, uh, wait wait, for your buddy to show up? I've done it multiple times. I'd go up there and I've ripped my frame completely in half right there underneath the driver and passenger seat, both sides. And you just kind of walk out and there's a place called the phone booth. It's the <laughs> only place a cell phone. And <laughs> and you'd go out to this rock outcropping there on Ice House Road. And I'd call my buddy, Matt. He'd go, all right, I'll be two or three days. Okay. And you just walk your happy ass back to your Jeep and hang out for two or three days until he comes and gets you. i had one of these by god i could have went to the local bar a new a new walk a new and
2: different walk of shame coming out of the rubicon
0: so these things
1: are um, smaller than a motorcycle uh, a little bit bigger than a bicycle but uh, are intended to uh to fit in a standard you know like a hitch mounted bicycle rack if you will uh and are capable of apparently being lifted by you know an average person so they're not as heavy as a motorcycle either Am I am I you know a full-on fanboy here? Am I going to switch teams? Absolutely not. Uh, and to me, you know, nothing beats petrol. But this is pretty exciting. Uh, the numbers on it are not unimpressive. Right. Uh, and it's got a Jeep name on it. They had something to do with it. Uh, so you know, I I personally would love to take one for a test drive.
2: So did you? I didn't see anywhere. I didn't see anywhere any anywhere in here where it gives the top speed. The no, torque, the I, I, look for,
1: I look for one as well, um, and I, I think that kind of is going to depend on uh, both the terrain and the rider, you know, what kind of uh, slope you're encountering, uh, how heavy the rider is. Uh, so that top speed may vary quite substantially, uh, but again, uh, that would be a number that I'm, I'm curious in knowing as well.
0: Well, also, even if the battery dies, so, so say you're using this thing and you're, you're hunting or you're fishing or doing whatever the hell people do out in the woods, Even if the battery dies, it still has the ability to be pedaled.
1: Right. It's still a bicycle. Yeah. I mean, it's...
0: It's a bicycle. I mean, I'm not going to get my fat ass on it and and ride, but I mean, somebody with, you know, better health lifestyle, they could use it. You know, they can get out. Pretty damn neat. 20 miles an hour. Holy shit.
1: That's, that's moving pretty good over rocks, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: sure that's on a flat surface. I mean, I, I don't see the, I'm, not, I'm just looking at the little uh, facts. And I don't know, mm-hmm. the first fact was gender, and I don't, I don't understand why there'd be gender on this.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, uh, for seat, seat height placement. Maybe. So, you know, because there is a difference between a man's bike and a woman's bike in France,
2: not in 2022 i have to
1: correct you oh i see <laughs> you're <laughs> not allowed That's, to talk uh, like uh, that yeah i'm good <laughs> send your hate speech complaints to josh Nikki g www <laughs> <No, Nikki laughs> <G. at laughs> who gives a shit what you think <laughs> there it is <laughs> well, like we were talking about, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, please, please, please be sure to let us know what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. Oh, God, I would love to hear some voicemails on this. Uh, just head over to <laughs> jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the different ways you can reach out to us and engage with the show.
3: You're listening to a 4 by 4 Radio Network podcast. What's up, JPS? This is Randy from Florida. Gotta get my Jeep JKS equipped, and I seriously need to get it JKS equipped, but I can't listen to this until work, because some of us have real jobs, not like you, Tony, where you play on the internet all day, but anyway, uh, Miss Chuck, the last couple of episodes, hope he's all right, not dealing with it, Dad, Billy really enjoyed the last few episodes. And I got a million dollar idea mm. for next year, since you can't have like Mr. Vanderquack the third, you could have Mr. Vander Rat. See? Rat bastards. See
2: ya. <laughs> you know, I just uh, uh, want to mention here, I've been on this show many a time and nobody ever calls in and says, hey, Mr. Tony, Chuck's been on here like one and a half <laughs> episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two full episodes, USOB. Don't take that shit from me. And they call in, where's Chuck? Where's Chuck? What happened to Chuck? Uh, oh, my God, where's uh, Chuck?
0: <laughs> little did they know, I'm some little fat kid in the basement of my grandma's house. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the lawyer should have explained to you, don't uh, say anything till he's present. <laughs>
4: Gladiator.
1: My name is Gladiator. Gladiators.
3: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
2: Gladiator. So, Chuck, you weren't here, but I think it was uh, last one of uh, last week's episodes, uh, Friday or Monday's episode, that uh, I was. Uh, I mentioned that I would like to have been have something on the Gladiator where I could see what gear I'm in. You know, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure in your Jeep, you would like to know what gear you're in when you're driving uh, your, your
0: Scrambler. And uh, the it's so, the placement of stick in the middle, <laughs> Tony. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that anti-theft device that's in the middle, what, wherever what it is. What you do on your own app. spare
2: time is your business, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, and I think Josh actually looked something up where uh, there was uh, something that you could change uh, in the settings in the dash where it would actually show what gear you were in. So I want to let you know, and and I heard from a couple of listeners out there as well. Thank you very much for confirming that. And I think somebody actually sent me uh, some instructions on how to do that. And uh, I went out. I have not driven the the Gladiator since I've uh, changed it. But sure enough, right there on the dash, you know, you go in there and, and and set up the dash. You can put what you want to see on the dash. If it's uh, external temperature, if it's the time, uh, just all kinds of things that you can change in there. So uh, I went in there and turned on the uh, gear uh changing thing indicator <laughs> indicator yeah. thank you and uh yeah. and i put it in drive and it i saw the little one a tiny little one next to the d and drive
1: yeah not a very big indicator no uh but you will get a visual representation it's uh it's probably not what you were expecting but it is what you asked for well it, it actually
2: was exactly the picture that you uh, included in the show notes uh, whenever you looked it up so that was uh i knew
0: exactly where to look because of that josh yeah. oh, very good so i I have a question. Do you have paddles, like on the uh, on the steering wheel? Do you have a thingy next to your right knee that you can actually select the gear that you want, or is it really just an automatic and run what you brung? You, you can change
2: it? it. It does. It's not paddles though. Uh, that would be silly for a, tr- a Jeep truck. <laughs> but you well, can whatever. You know what I. No, I'm just saying, you know, it's not silly enough with the things I'm already talking about. Having paddles on there wouldn't be that much more silly. But anyway, the, uh, the main shifter, uh, whenever you have it in drive, you can uh, press it, uh, you know, towards your leg, towards the driver's side, and that puts it in yeah. manual mode. And then ah. you can uh, click up, up shift, or click down, down and it will change. Yeah. And, and actually, it would show you the, what gear you were in whenever you did that. And Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't I didn't think that you could do it while you had it in drive. So, uh, but yeah, you absolutely can. So, if you need to go, uh, if you're off road and you want to, and you're in four low and you want to keep that thing in first gear, absolutely, you just slap that that shifter to the side and bump it down. Or actually, I think it probably is in probably in one whenever you get there, and you just keep it there and it stays in one. And if you want to upshift, you just push the the shifter forward momentarily. And it's not like it moves. It's not like a mechanical thing where it clicks into position. It's just right. kind of like a paddle where you just you just tell it up or down to to it, move it up It's electronic
0: or hydraulic. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, well, that's really good because to be honest with you, automatics off road I think are absolutely terrible. And I know yes. that people right now are yelling at the radio. They're like, "Oh my God, Chuck! You know, get to the nineteenth century. Go after yourself." So. <laughs> a manual transmission while you're going downhill really is the cat's meow and i understand that they've got these thingies now that you push a button and it like does this hill descent and all this other kind of crazy crap but really the thingy that you're talking about right now turns that automatic into not so much and you you still you can probably put it in first second or third will it freewheel while you go downhill or will it keep it in that gear and you can use the motors you know um help me out josh the, the The compression of the the motor
1: motor. basically essentially using the the engine like a jake brake yeah and so compression of the engine will help slow them slow the vehicle down and you can do that to a certain extent in a automatic transmission um and in jeeps you can you can there are aftermarket devices where you can sort of lock out the torque converter to keep it into a first second or third gear situation depending on what you're trying to do but that's right. not how it was designed from the factory unlike more modern-day automatic transmissions which have that uh it's it's not really a tiptronic that's more of a brand name like a xerox but uh essentially it's a shift on the fly type of automatic transmission where you can bump it over into a manual mode and like tony was saying just slap shift it up or down uh at will and it will stay in that gear
2: yeah i'll i'll give you a 99 percent chance i'm uh, uh, like 99 percent sure that if i put it in, in first gear it's going to stay in first gear going yes. down a, a grade. I, I'm, not I'm almost like certain.
1: It, not like the old transmissions where it was, you know, the gear one two, you know, and, right. and it would it would it would start you off in first gear, but then it would at a certain RPM automatically kick over into second gear.
2: Right, and that's the way the XJ is. The XJ mm-hmm. does that. It, it you don't have one, you have one two, so you right. can drop it down in one two. And what Josh is talking about, I actually bought a little device, a separate controller. Or the transmission, so I can put it in first and keep it there. I haven't installed
1: it yet, but I do have the controller. It's funny, I've got one of those too that I haven't yet yeah. installed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: ah, it's a sweaty job. Ah, I wonder if I've
2: you're got the one a lot of a shit Jeep for my Jeep,
1: Chuck,
0: that I haven't installed <laughs> yet. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Open up that door and get to work. Dang it.
2: <laughs> but no, that's exactly, I mean, it's a great thing. They, I think they did a lot of really good design work on these modern day marbles. Yeah. That it's, I agree. It, it's not. It's not what you would consider a Jeep if, you're, uh, if you learned in something older. Even the XJ, it's different from that. I mean, this has a, uh, the Gladiator, and I, I think the JLs do as well, uh, have uh, downhill, uh, uh, not consent, <laughs> descent. I like that, though. I like downhill's consent better. Uh, downhill descent control. So you can actually, and again, it uses that, uh, that slapping of the shifter for you to pick what speed right that you want to travel and That's it's not awesome. just downhill it's uphill over rocks or whatever so you can pick like 1.8 miles per hour and it actually changes it looks like it's changing the gear but really it's just changing the selection so you have i think you have eight selections of speeds that you that it will travel so it does braking and accelerating for you to maintain that speed over obstacles downhill the whole nine yards it's it's wow. really phenomenal
0: yeah, I I know that's one of the biggest complaints that my buddy Wayne, who you know he's got a TH 350 in his CJ7, he's got a uh, just your standard small block Chevy TH 350 in the in the uh, automatic transmission, and when we go downhill, I don't have to use my brakes because I'm you know 120 to one, right. so I'm usually going downhill in second gear or third gear, and I just let it just let it rip, and he is riding his brakes. Oh, God. and Josh, my son, he's got that flat fender, you know, and he's I don't know like fifteen to one fourth fourth, you know, low because it's, you know, nineteen forty six. So they're both riding their brakes and they hate it. You know, we'll go through the, the water crossings, we'll go through the creek or whatever and then start going downhill. And they're like, damn it, Chuck, hurry up. I'm like, I'm not gonna beat my Jeep up. Build yours better, you know? Yeah. So well, I was wondering if if the new Jeeps like what you have, if really it does the same thing that I've manually put into my scrambler. It's just electronic over hydraulic on yours, and it just makes it's the idiot switch. You just push the button, and it does it for you. you know, yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a little uh, a little confusing when you're you're first doing that, especially if you have had no prior experience with the with the idiot buttons. <laughs> I, but right. I I love the the all manual control, and I, I think that uh, I mean when I went to get the Cherokee. The first thing I asked them was, "Well, this is this is real nice. Uh, it's the right color and everything. But do you have one with a standard uh, in it? Because in my mind, uh, an off-road vehicle, a true off-road vehicle, has a standard transmission because it gives you that fine control. Uh, you know, you have to learn how to use it, of course. But right. you, you, all that override, all that uh, manual control what, uh, that you have, uh, this, the driver is the most important part." Of the machine, and the driver has to learn how to handle that
0: machine. 100%. That well, always taught us it's 60% driver and 40% rig. Mm-hmm. And if your rig is doing 60 to 70% of it, that's because you're a bad driver. Yep. 100%. And everybody is a bad driver at first, and
2: you have to know. Oh, my God. You just have to know that you can accomplish it and get out there and try and learn and and ask questions and uh, look up stuff and figure out how it all works. I mean, that's what I'm doing with the Gladiator because the Gladiator has stuff on it that I'm not even familiar with. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this on the Gladiator that if you're going up an incline, uh, it will stop. You take your foot off the the gas, it will engage the brakes and hold you there for, I think it's uh, either two seconds or three seconds before it releases the brakes. It's, you could turn that on and off, but it gives you the opportunity to think about what you're doing without sliding backwards. So
0: It's letting a lot of people get to places they really shouldn't be. <laughs> that's, that's a what, good way of looking at it. Ultimately, yes. that's ultimately <laughs> what it is, because they have not matured to the place to understand that where they're at is a dangerous place, and you don't stop because you will roll back. So now what's happened is Jeep has circumnavigated navigated retardation at its <laughs> finest and they're like yeah go go run fun have fun you know and it, we're always going to say absolutely let's go out but really those people need to learn with a manual first they need to learn with the old steel and there's nothing wrong with this new stuff i mean there's it's just absolutely sexy if i didn't have such a drain on my finances with the the cattle company i'd probably own one but good night man some of this stuff is just too much like getting these guys out there that don't know what they're doing that's that's a recipe for disaster if you ask me
2: well and if you think about it it's uh uh <laughs> it's a great way to sell more jeeps let's see unless, it, unless it, you just have to swear <laughs> off of it after you destroyed the first one <laughs> i don't know that that's their that's their point
0: i mean maybe that's what they're trying to do is sell more <laughs> it's, product it's I don't not know.
2: a it's not a bad thing <laughs> this is no to it's say a that. great thing <laughs> Yeah, it's great. But it is. It, and, and really, and I, I need to mention this I didn't know about any of these things really uh, until I went out to uh, offroading101.com and took that 101 class that they had. And I mean, I know how to drive, I know how to drive off road, but the, those subtle nuances of the specifics of the, the Gladiator. I didn't know all that stuff. I mean, I knew about it, but I hadn't actually tried it. But when I went out there, they said, "Okay, uh, I want you to <clears throat> to pull up and stop in about uh, you know eight feet up, and then take your foot off the gas. and the The gladiator is going to hold you there for three seconds or whatever it was, and then it'll be it'll release. So just get your foot over off uh, over the brake so that you can stop. And just let it roll back slowly. So not only were they telling you, Yeah, man, just go over that hump there. No, they were specifically saying this is what's going to happen with your vehicle. And and I tell you what, I mean, taking a one on one class may be insulting to some people, but there is always an opportunity to learn something new. Or to remember or to remember something that you forgot. Or mm-hmm. have fun.
1: Yeah Th- this fun. whole automatic holding feature is is kind of BS to me because I mean I can't tell you how many times Don't where be it's been beneficial to <laughs> to push in the clutch and let gravity pull you back so that you can kind of point your front into a different you know a direction or something like that and you and bet. just sort of reorient yourself just by using gravity and and the clutch without having to select a different gear or anything like that just sort of re- helping reposition yourself a little bit and and this takes that away or at least puts a three-second delay in yeah, front of it.
0: Three-second delay.
1: It might be a two-second. And you can well, disable it. It's the it. argument
0: between manual and automatic, right? It's the argument between manual and yeah. automatic, which we, the three of us can argue until we're blue in the face, and none of us are going to be right right at the end of the night. Well, I will But, be. I mean.
2: <laughs> 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 well, Tom, you can't talk for me. <laughs> uh, <son laughs> what a, bitch, a <laughs> Oh, that's uh, great. I've been away too
0: long. Let's talk about red.
2: And they about being right. <laughs> oh, good night. <laughs> but yeah, I know I understand what you're saying, but uh, it's, it, it could be very helpful, especially if you're a panic-type person or new to jeeping, especially off-road, that, that hold – is a nice little feature although it may be confusing you oh what's going on do I did i put it in park and you start wrapping the gears back and forth (laughs) trying to make it work so
4: what i hear you (laughs) saying is that
2: gladiator
0: is training wheels for like the little kitty bikes and a bling 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 you know you got the little training wheels that's what it's for
2: i think i think what they're trying to do is justify the the
0: price tag on these things um They cannot justify the price tag of these vehicles.
2: I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's neat. Am I going to use it uh, daily? I mean, uh, but the, again, the thing I like the best about it is it's an option that I don't have to use. I can turn that off, and right. it's, it's one of those things that you can turn off on the Gladiator, and it stays
0: off. Uh, at least I believe that's it's, true. Like air it's like airlockers. It's like airlockers, right? I put ARBs in my Scrambler. The, the, I got the, the, the idiot buttons on the dash as well. I don't use them all the time. It's, it, it's, a, it's a very neat thing to have, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just talking shit because that's who, who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, it's very, very cool.
2: Well, I, I mean, think it's but cool lockers aren't cheating. I don't think lockers are cheating at all. I mean, to me, huh. put, putting a locker in a Jeep, making it into a two-wheel drive if you've got one locker, and a four-wheel drive if you've got two, then to me, it's just truth in advertising. That's the way it should have been from the factory. I agree, other than the fact that it makes it really hard to turn
0: if you have them on.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the, the selectable lockers, uh, it takes care of that. Yeah, I want to get the, uh, the ARB that I have for the, the front, uh, the front uh, axle on my XJ installed and take that thing off-road. I think it would just be a blast.
0: I have had multiple different kind of lockers and multiple different kind of rigs. And I know that there's this whole thing on an e-locker versus an air locker. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, ARBs, I absolutely love them.
2: 100%. Uh, doing my research I just decided that's what I was going to get I, and I don't like the idea of the airlines and getting caught on things but you know that that happens and you figure out a way to right. run it differently and, and oh, by the way never uh, tie wrap that to your drive shaft it's a co- great convenient central point to run an airline but uh, the, it's problematic
1: <laughs> and always carry an extra solenoid with you
2: <laughs> yeah that's very true uh, which I, I do have I just don't ever drive the XJ anymore <laughs> it sits in the garage yeah i need to uh i need to get in there and uh get the uh the front drive shaft out out and send over to tom woods to get them to resize it since i put those uh, long arms uh on the uh, the front of the xj i think i i pushed the axle forward a little bit which is a good thing for an xj uh to have a little more room uh in the wheel wells especially at uh when you're flexing but Anyway, uh, that's a, kind of a prolonged, all over the place uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update for for this episode. We're going to move along, but uh, we didn't have Wendy here today to do her um, um, <laughs> googly bits. What is it called? <laughs> newbie she's, Nuggets. She's listening. Going, nuggets. What the hell? Oh, you've been doing this? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Newbie, newbie, Nuggets. I'm on vacation this week, so I'm listening. Oh, I'm out of kilter is, here. <laughs> totally checked out. <laughs> It's a good thing I can even talk
1: little bit
2: did you hear what he said he's been listening for years (gasps) we have a lot of listeners that have been listening for years and they i'm sure they've supported the show in one way or another but they're not paid subscribers so if you guys think back how many how many years how many episodes have you listened to the jeep talk show for free and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you're a rat bastard but there's absolutely nothing wrong with you listening for free but if you've gotten any entertainment or any information, right or wrong, <laughs> from the Jeep Talk Show, now's your time to step up and become a paid subscriber. Uh, just just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down, and you'll see there's several options there. But I, th- I like what Mike Zinn said, $100 for a year. Is what 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 did he say? It's like uh, four dollars a month, four dollars and thirty three cents a month, or something like that. I, I can't remember what he was
1: saying. It's now. Like, it breaks down like like a a a coffee a month, basically, or, or something like eight, that. I mean, it's eight dollars. It's eight dollars and forty cents.
2: Okay, so uh, so I was right. Four dollars. Really,
1: foo foo type of coffee. <laughs> it's, you know, it's got sprinkles and a candy bar hanging out of it. A grande. It that's
2: what you're saying. It's going to be one of the large ones. <clears throat> but one of them. Big one. But it's really inexpensive if you think about it, and I mean, I understand you don't want to pay. No problem, we're going to be here. And uh, but if, and if you, calling you a rat bastard, and calling you a rat okay. bastard. But if you yeah. if, if you like what we're doing here and you want to help us, uh, you know, do a little more for with the show, we'd love for you to become a paid subscriber. And uh, if nothing else, it makes uh, everybody else jealous because you're a paid subscriber and you're no longer a rat bastard.
1: Oh, if only we could have enough paid subscribers to where we could actually start buying jeep parts <laughs> that,
2: I don't know if we'll ever have enough for for jeep parts. Jeep parts are like uh, uh like so have you ever ever heard a news story or somebody say, what would uh, how long would it take you to spend a billion dollars?" And I remember my old answer was, "Well, I think a shuttle is six billion, so I'd need
0: to put that as a down payment. <laughs> <I could laughs> spend it very quickly. I, I thought you were going to say Jeep parts are like girlfriends. Don't let your wife find out. <laughs> That's very true.
4: <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And in episode 646, you guys talked about Stellantis breaking up with uh, Guangzhou autom- Automobile Group. That tight. I-, I cannot believe you didn't elaborate on that. Guangzhou is such a funny word to say. <laughs> and it, as of right now, it's all just rumors. So uh, I've got the phone number to Guangzhou Autom- Automobile Group. Oh, my God. And uh, let's give them a call and see what they got to say. Huh. It's the worst to get this, is, this is long distance, but
2: there's lots of numbers. <laughs> Wait for it. The international code. And-
4: oh, God. Ah, Thank you for calling Wang Zul, Automobile Group and <laughs> House the of sure happiness. Can I take your auto, please? <laughs> hey, this is Nikki G from such podcasts as the Jeep Talk Show and the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast, along with many other podcasts. Oh, it's so nice to hear from you, Nikki G. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, I got a few questions for you. Uh, is it true that Stellantis is pulling out of the Chinese market? Oh, no, that very vicious rumor... We love Jeep, but we do not love Jeep dog. We (laughs) always wonder, why you play with food? But if you do have pet with vehicle, please bring cat with big juicy hind leg. (laughs) Uh Well, how did this rumor get started then? Well, you know, old ancient Chinese proverb. He who defy government end up in graveyard. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be funny. (laughs) That's great, but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to find out. How come you guys don't have a baseball team? Oh Chinese don't have a baseball team, cause we always eat the bat. <laughs> Alright, honorable <laughs> boys and girls. I will chat at you later. Goodbye. Do you know how hard it was for me to do an Asian accent? Rednecks do not do Asian well. <laughs> oh. I did pretty good a little Hong Kong fooy
1: in there. <laughs> Oh, geez,
2: Wes. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go.
0: You can only hear you. Uh-oh.
2: So you're actually getting the best part of the show is what you're saying. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. Tuesday. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or oh, whoever the spokesperson was. Sure.
3: We're starting our own Zoom People podcast.
2: <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Tuesday day not thursday tuesday <laughs>
1: the one promo we shouldn't be playing anymore <laughs> i
2: know it's just it's just too much fun it was so funny hearing it we're gonna start our own podcast hey <laughs> coming up next week our interview episode episode 653 that's always on thursday or thursday Please Patrick it. R. Foster with Old, or Old E, Milford Press. Some great Jeep information with uh, Patrick. got to tune in and listen for that one.
3: Hey, guys. How's it going? This is Keith down in Houston. Got to get my Jeep JKS equipped. So I need these things. Last year, I found out with a Jeep Rubicon, if you go over 15 miles an hour, you, your quick disconnect is reengaged. And when you're trying to give it a little skinny pedal, get up the hill, and it goes over 15, and you suddenly jump and hit, well, your sway bar link breaks. So I need a new one. Take it easy, guys. Bye.
2: Yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't going over 15 miles an hour, but the, the Jeep but didn't the know that. Wheel speed sensors, yeah. yeah exactly. Was. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know about wheel speed sensors, don't you, Chuck?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. That's the wind that hits your hat. While you're driving down the interstate <laughs> and if you go too fast, the hat will start fluttering off the oh, top of your head. It's so scary. You have to slow it down. Turn, Turn that down. hat backwards.
2: They need to they need to come up with a chin strap for the hats, you know, where you you take your You know, I actually uh, Chuck, this is good that you brought this up. If you would bend the bill on your hat, it would be less aerodynamic. <laughs>
1: It's that flat bill that's causing you problems. And he's got to put a spoiler on it. That's all. It's all about those aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Get yeah. downforce going.
0: <laughs> you kids these days. <laughs> uh, you're talking to John too much.
4: Uh. He's all excited.
0: <laughs> he said my name.
2: <laughs> well, you got to mention his
0: cigar. That, that'll really get him. Oh, mad. yeah. Those really shitty ones that he gives out. Yeah. <laughs> Those,
2: There's, those things were huge you? I had an uncle that would always smoke These big huge cigars And uh, he was always just so gregarious, and uh, he, It was just like a show when he came in And it was <laughs> like a big train He was like 6'4 and I was like You know like 5 years old and stuff And had that big cigar It was just, a, just so funny Just so unusual
3: <laughs> You must have needed this Every day It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep.
1: For all you JL and JLU owners out there, you know that your Jeep has some low-hanging fruit. And by that, I certainly don't mean those super stylish set of truck nuts you so comically have dangling from your tow hitch. What I'm talking about is the rear control arm and shock mounts. These things protrude way down below the axle tube, and it's only a matter of time before they start getting beat up on. And over time, with enough trail time, they will start to show signs of abuse. And since they hang so low and are made from a crappy stamped steel, it's common for the jails to just drag these things over the rocks and break them. One of the most common complaints from rock-crawling jail owners is the splitting, cracking, bending, or breaking of the rear lower shock mounts. In extreme cases, the shock mount can be ripped away from the axle, leaving only a sliver of metal holding the control arm mount in place, if any at all. Don't let this happen to you. The best way to avoid damage to this area and protect the components like your shock end and control arm end link is to install some armor. One of the most instantly recognizable names in the Jeep industry is Artec Industries. And they are second to none in their truss designs and their level of fabrication available for us everyday Jeep builders is beyond impressive. So for this week's must-have pick of the week for your Jeep, I'm highlighting the Artec Industries rear axle lower control arm bolt-on skid plates. These heavy-duty skid plates are made from a 3 16th inch thick box steel plate for strength and impact resistance. They protect and beef up the factory brackets, so you won't have to worry about damaging them out on the trail, ever. The integrated skid plates wrap around where the control arm joint and shock mounts, protecting them from direct impact, decreasing premature wear on the joints. Plus, these skids come with a two-stage hard powder coated finish for long-lasting protection. It is a quick and easy installation, utilizing factory hardware and basic hand tools. This simple install is a very important one, however. Try to get on this before you damage your OEM brackets. Otherwise, you may end up having to do some bending, hammering, and creative pressing with a floor jack to get your factory mounts in good enough shape to install these skid plates. They not only provide protection, but also reinforce the OEM brackets. So, better to get these on your Jeep early before it's too late.
2: Absolutely. Get them on there before you have to uh, bend and heat things up and all the rest of that crap to get them on there. You know, uh, Larry over at uh, Jeeping uh sent me a set of uh, a rear, uh, just, like, just like these, to go on the rear for the, the JT. But unfortunately, he didn't have a JT to, to model them by. Uh-huh. And the JL and the JT, which I guess isn't surprising when you think about it because the back of a JT is a truck basically yeah. a pickup bed so it is different so don't think you're going to get these things for your your uh, jt you need to get sp- specific skid plates uh for the the jt but anyway i was so happy i had them all primed and painted black Gosh. and i didn't even think about it not fitting because i knew I, I thought that the jl the jt would be exactly the same and then when i went over there to lay under the 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 truck to put these things on and i went oh this doesn't match oh. up at all
1: Bolts don't line up.
2: No, not at all. I mean, the the lower control arms and the shock mount is completely different from this. They're separated by a few inches. And Larry was laughing all the way to the bank. Ha 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 ha! Jokes actually, on you. Actually, Don Swimmer was laughing as when he came over and picked him up and took him home to put on his jail <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> But I, I, it was great. Larry uh, you know, built those and sent them to me to to give them a try. And he learned. I mean, he got product, uh, some product oh. information that they wouldn't fit a, a, a JT. And some pictures to go along with.
1: Well, yeah, now that this you is must a, have.
2: Hold on,
0: Josh. Damn it. I, I want know. to talk to you. It's dead I air, play. man. We fear dead air. <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- this is actually a very important thing to do. I don't have a new Jeep, but I can tell you that on the CJs, we actually put things like this underneath where the U bolts go back in the '80s. It's like the first upgrade, yeah. you know, that we do on our Jeeps because absolutely, oh. you start riding on the U bolts on because a uh, they're not the very thick underneath the spring is underneath the axles on the old school Jeeps. You know, I, th- I I think even on a on a YJ that you would make or you would buy these skid plate deals that have holes in them, and you would take your nuts off and then stick those things underneath your spring, yeah. and mm-hmm. then it would. Keep everything together, you know. So this is just another version of that. And I am super old school. I am. You guys know that. And I will say this 100% passes my approval. Yes, absolutely. Buy this for your Jeep and stick it underneath there before you go wheeling. 100%. Very cool. Good job, Josh.
1: You say your thingy. (laughs) <laughs> right on. Well, now, Jeeper, now that you must have some of the best lower control arm skid plates for your JL or JLU, we're going to make it easy for you. All you have to do is go to JeepTalkShow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 650. We'll get you all hooked up.
3: All right, this is Randy calling from Florida. I'm sorry, but I can't let this slide. The stupidification of Americans, but... uh. What's his name? Uh, Nikki G. trying to give us bad history. He's rewriting history. Said Thomas Jefferson said, Give me me a liberty or give me death. That that was Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry. Damn, I got to quit drinking. Bye. (laughs) Whatever
2: gets you to call in, I say.
1: (laughs) Don't be a quitter. Keep going, Randy. (laughs) It's fine. Anyone else is fine is joining us for a Tuesday Roundtable episode. We're recording an episode of the Jeep Talk Show every Tuesday, and you can be a part of it. In fact, consider this your official invite. There's no special VIP access, none of that pay-to-play, or nothing like that. Every Jeeper is welcome around the world's biggest Jeeper Roundtable. Happens every Tuesday evening, and if you want to join in, well, there's a number of ways to do that. And the best way to find out is by joining our newsletter, Actually, uh, going to jeeptalkshow.com contact is your best bet to find out all the great stuff about what's happening uh, with the show, how to get in touch with us, all that sort of stuff. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for that newsletter. There you're going to get all sorts of great information about who we're interviewing, what we're giving away, when we're doing it, all that kind of stuff. All sorts of uh, great VIP information, if you will, how to get in with the show, how to contact us, and, of course, how to join in on the Tuesday roundtable episodes. Next Tuesday, in fact, we're going to be talking with uh, Gerald Hubert, Jerry, from Toledo Jeep Fest. He's going to give us some inside information about what's happening with it, and uh, and it's going to be a good time. So if you want to join in on the roundtables, uh, by all means, sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. You won't be disappointed. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the bend. Until then, be sure to interact with the show. We promise. You can't catch what Tony has. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Anybody who says diamonds are a girl's best friend has obviously never met a girl who owns a Jeep. Podcasting
4: since 2010.